You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, there's no doubt it's uh, probably part of my makeup for sure to be, um, you know playing the best football I can possibly um, and hopefully be in the conversation for that. It's not something, you know, um, you know, it's not I'm setting out to probably every single morning waking up with that um, sort of appetite, but it's something you do want to embrace, I think, the conversation. Um, be there, be a part of it, be impacting the game for for my mob as, as best that I possibly can. And, um, you know, I'm confident that if I can, um, yeah, execute, you know, all the things I know I'm capable of, um, then, you know, the rest of the conversations will handle themselves. Voice of Marcus Bond and Pelly with Jared Whiteley discussing the kind of notion of wanting to become the best player in the competition. It's a remarkable CV that Bond and Pelly's already put together and he's got so many years left in front of him. It's mind-boggling to think what it might look like by the time it's done. It is the Western Bulldogs Membership Day here on 1116 SEM, the CEO. Amit Baines has been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Amit, thanks for joining us for the first time in 2023. No worries, Andy Gazy. Sorry to drag you off the golf course, though. <laughs> Mate, I know whether you've been down. I know you love the game. I don't know whether you've been down here, but if you and your mates haven't been down here to play these two golf courses in particular, there's three down here, but Ocean Dunes and Cape Wickham. If you haven't been down here, mate, you're letting yourself down. No, I haven't, mate, but I uh, had a group of friends go there recently and came away wowed, so we'll, we'll get there one day. What do you see from Bon and Pally around the place? So this, he, I don't think he answered that question beautifully with Jared about wanting to be seen as the best player in the comp, but what do you see from him in his pursuits to be better? year on year what does what does he do yeah i think firstly i, I thought it was a, a brilliant interview with jared um this morning he spoke really strongly on a number of things that i suppose are really important to the club and and to the team at the moment um and, and that leadership shone through i think from his perspective and what we notice and, and and certainly his growth over the last three to four seasons as captain has been the individual uh, attention to detail that that he does away from the club combined with the really strong leadership that he shows at the club. So I think, um, you know, and the way he spoke highlighted that, but just a greater sense of driving the group and, you know, pushing the standards and, and seeking accountability um, from his teammates and, and from the football program more broadly has been a big growth area. Um, so him living those values and, and the work ethic required to set those standards is one thing, but also doing it away from the club and, and over his break, you know, just ensuring that his pursuit of being being the best, you know, is, is fueled by the work that's required to underpin it. And what about when you talk about the, the broader club and where you've been over the past five years it's it's been a little bit all over the place and have I mostly at the top end I might add but as I read the review the previews about this coming season people have got you ranked all over that you're one of the teams that people have you some of you have them really high and some not so uh what do you think it is about this group that there is that level of uncertainty yeah I think guys it's been clearly the the inconsistency of performance, the, the capabilities there. And I think, as you referenced, 
think's probably you know um, six of the last eight years of playing finals, but the gap within what that has meant subsequently is is significant. So, you know, we've been knocked out of the, the finals um, at the first stage uh, a few times within that, but played in two grand finals. So, um, understandably, there there are probably some mixed views about what this group's capable of producing, and and ultimately our number one aim is to finish top four, which through that period, even through the two grand finals, we haven't been able to achieve. Mm. Pivotal to that is the coach, and we know he gets the contract extension late last year. Why are you such a believer in him, mate? What, can, can you, just from your personal perspective, tell us why you remain steadfastly committed to the notion that, that Luke Beveridge is absolutely the best coach for this footy club? Yeah, I think there are a number of reasons for that. Clearly, um, his performance at the helm of, of this group uh, coinciding with that finals run that I referenced just before. But I think, you know, like any leader of any organisation, it's um, looking at their ability to lead, their ability to get the best out of the people they're working with and, um, you know, working under their charge. And, and he's still got that in spades um, from a leadership perspective. And then, you know, the other facet is also coaching the modern game. Um, you know, I think it's, um, well documented that um, Bevo's quite a lateral thinker, quite innovative with the way in which he goes about some of the things that we do and, and tactically. And um, I think his thirst, energy and hunger for, for doing that is still very strong. So when you put all of those parts together, um, know that the, the confidence and faith in him is shared across the playing group and others in the football program and across the broader club. Um, it became a, a pretty easy one to work through at the end of last year. Absolutely. Uh, what about that kind of also the, the kind of concept of um, reinvention while you're still trying to contend? And you know, it's been a pretty seismic off season for the footy club. Some you know stalwart big name players leave, and some you know tantalising big name players come into the club. One comes back into the club, Liam Jones. What about the capacity of Luke to continually kind of redesign and, and reinvent the thing while he's stri- striving? to stay competitive the whole way through? Yeah, I think I think that, you know, is an ongoing challenge, really, isn't it, across the competition? And you look at the teams that have done it well and stayed up the top. I mean, Geelong are the most prominent example of that in the last, um, you know, 10, 15 years. I think there's always a, a measure of doing that. And um, the way the competition works these days, you guys know, and, and players applying their trade, player movement's a lot more prevalent. Um, I think during that time, even going back to the, the post-16 years, um, losing some players through early retirement has also necessitated a bit of that change. So obviously some of that um, is really healthy. And you look at the younger end of our list, there's a lot of excitement around, um, you know, the players that we brought in the last few years, the last two years, three years, guys like um, Cody Waitman, Jamara, um, Sam Darcy. So I think it's... Um, always uh, going to happen. It's just a question of how much change is out of your control year on year. But the ability of Bevo and the entire coaching group, I suppose, to, to get the best out of the, the players going forward is, has been pretty good. And we can just touch on some uh, broader issues as well. And, you know, a bit of time, we're going to be discussing uh, the concussion issue again. It's been brought up in the NRL with yep. Phil Gould, I think, uh, yep. making some comments. Uh, what... What do you, how do you feel the AFL, in particular with this issue that's spoken about a lot, is, uh, is handling the situation regarding uh, concussions and player welfare? Well, I think there's been um, significant growth in this area and, and starting with 
you know, absolute recognition of the need to be a lot more cautious in dealing with players who have suffered, you know, concussion um, in, in games and training. And obviously the rules around that have changed over, over time, both in terms how concussions are assessed on game day, but then obviously the length of time the players um, have to sit out of the game. Um, so I, I think that the AFL is doing a, a great job in that regard, as are the clubs and club medical teams. Um, there are always going to be some improvements, um, you know, that, that need to happen. There's probably, you know, still a little bit um, of conjecture about some of the matters that go up to the tribunal at, at different times. Um, but mm. obviously those matters aren't black or white. So that's probably the final frontier of, of where this needs to go. But I think overall the AFL's done a, a tremendous job over the last few years in, in ensuring that players are better protected. Are you expecting good news out of the federal government from a Tasmania Stadium perspective? Well, I think so. The narrative um, that we've been hearing from afar has been quite positive. Um, there's a, a CEO and president's meeting uh, for half a day with the AFL executive and AFL commission on Thursday in the lead-in to the AFL season launch. So no doubt we'll receive a further update on Thursday. Um, but the, the narrative um, seems to be a really positive one. And obviously the AFL uh, has come out and explicitly... Um, articulated what it's willing to contribute as well, which I think goes a long way to, to helping others feel inclined to do the same. At that meeting on Thursday, do you intend, do you, do you expect, not intend, do you expect that Gill's successor and a replacement for Brad Scott, which seems to have taken you know, an enormous amount of time, do you expect that that'll be discussed? Uh, I'm certain it'll be discussed. Um, I'm not confident of um, getting an answer. I don't think, you know, there's, from what you hear, there's still things playing out. So it is something that, you know, I think as an industry, we're really keen to to understand, um, not only for the identity of um, who that person will be, uh, but as you referenced, the appoint- other appointments that they'll make, I think, you know, the game needs to bed those down as soon as possible. And uh, how important is the, the uh, decision that they've got to make in regards to uh, Gill's replacement? Because a lot of big ticket items have been ticked off in... The last uh, couple of seasons, but there's always going to be an armchair ride. I reckon there won't be an armchair ride, but I reckon (laughs) that there will be a a, some form of a a honeymoon period. But what uh, you're clearly not sure who that might be, or you're certainly not willing to share with us. Anyway, I reckon you might have a bit of a clue. But um, how important is that that decision going to be? Oh no, it, it's critical. It's you know, it's probably the most critical. Well, it is the most critical um, senior executive role in the industry. Obviously, overseeing the entire code and uh, its its future. So, um, understandably, you know, there's a lot of consideration that goes into making that appointment. Um, but I think you'll find there'll be things that are clearly um, still needing resolution. The the player CBA is another big one that is still being worked through. So uh, there are current things that will need to be worked through by whoever comes in. But as you guys know very well, there's always something lurking around the corner for, for better or worse. And just last one before we let you go. Last time I drove past the footy ground, it was it was flat dirt. There was no grass on it at all. That was a couple of months ago. How's it looking, mate? That is a great question and very timely, Andy. Um, Grass uh, started to get rolled out today, so I'm looking out the window now, and a quarter of the oval um, has freshly laid turf, which which is always a great sign. Amit, thanks for joining us, mate. We uh, we can't wait for it to start. Uh, we've got a lot to look forward to, and there's so much um, I- interest in what your footy team's going to pr- produce in 23. We uh, we can't wait to see what it looks like. Thanks for joining us. 
No, I appreciate and appreciate all the efforts over the day today uh, on SEN. We've had a, a really strong response rate from our membership base, so really appreciate your support. Oh, it's great to hear. Ah, great to you. hear. Membership.westernbulldogs.com.au forward slash SEN. The last members of Team SEN have just arrived have. at the Curry Pub. Well done, fellas. Yeah, it's been a triumphant day in the Pure Links Cup. Three absolutes. Juzzy and his mates have just arrived. Good what a magnificent ball. performance. One bloke tried to divide us yesterday, but you stack, fu- st- st- stack fu- fat. <laughs> what did you you say? stuck fat what the hell did with you the leader, and you've come through for all of us. So well done under some trying circumstances. Let's get to a break, shall we? Some divisions.